You're listening to Brunch with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Tuesday morning. And I'm super excited to welcome back on the program, Andrew Dambina. Andrew, it's good to speak to you. How are you doing? Good. Beautiful sky out there. Soon soon we'll be able to breathe in that fresh air before it gets hot and humid. Exactly. You hit the nail on the head. And uh, today we're not talking about food because normally on a Tuesday we talk about food, but it's such a nice change, um, just mm. like the mask <laughs> mandate. Um, it's so many changes. It's so many changes, exactly. So what have you got for our listeners this morning? Well, there is a good reason for uh, for swerving into an arching around report, um, which you know, was something that I used to do. I think, I mean, we've said that occasionally we'll switch it up on a, on just a, a remaining... A- Andrew, uh, I think the phone uh, line is not so have. good. It, it's it's sort of a breaking in and out. The reception is not so good. Are you are you, are you you out enjoying the sunshine? Is that why we can't hear you as well? No, no, oh. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm static at my, uh, at my desk, <laughs> in, so... Oh, in the regular place. Sorry. No, no, it's all right. I hear that. I, th- I think yeah. it's, I, I think it's all right. Uh, let me try calling you back. I'm so sorry. Maybe, it may be our phone line here at RTHK, okay. a bit dodgy here. Let me, <laughs> let me, let me, let me call you right back. 95 years of public service broadcasting. Stay tuned with Hong Kong. Hello, Hong Kong. I'm John Lee. Your chief executive. This new year is our time. Time for Hong Kong to break fresh ground and scale new heights. We can count on RTHK's team of professionals to keep us abreast of all that's happening in Hong Kong, in the country, and around the world. Working together, we'll build a brighter tomorrow for Hong Kong in this new era, on this new journey. 95 years of public service broadcasting. Stay tuned with Hong Kong. Hello, Playmates. And now for no reason at all. Wake you Don't forget to join us on Sunday morning for more vintage chart toppers. We will take a look at some top-selling 78 RPMs between the 1920s and 1950s. These were the days of the radio, the golden era of the gramophone. That Sunday morning, Vintage Chart Toppers, 8.30 on RTHK Radio 3. Welcome back to Brunch with me, Noreen. And Andrew Dembina joins us uh, once again. Andrew, I think second time is the charm. Uh, Can you hear me clearly? Very clearly. Ah. How about you hearing me? Excellent. It's like you're. It's like you're in, in next to me in the studio. Excellent. So, in the room. In the room. So back to this week's artsing around. Um, ah. What's the reason for artsing around? Well, um, it is what is traditionally pre-COVID times uh, called Art Month, beginning tomorrow, uh, the first of March. Sees, yeah. I mean, it sees the return of some of the original sized art fairs that are going on, the biggest of which, or the most well-known these days, is Art Basel Hong Kong, and that is back on the 21st to the 25th of March, and some of the world's leading galleries always attend this, and it really is literally some of the biggest names in New York, London, Paris, 
centers of fine art around the world and they all have their booths some of them quite large at the hong kong convention and exhibition center um for those days between the 21st and the 25th of march um it's going to be 177 galleries from 32 countries and territories which is going to be the largest that we've wow. had here yeah that deserves the whistle yeah. thank you Lauren. it's, it's <laughs> bigger the, than that, ever it's the, <laughs> yeah it's the largest since 2019 because there have been some reduced scale uh because of spacing and people obviously being um you know uh, afraid of passing on covid-19 and so there were restrictions in place there were also reduced numbers not only of galleries but of people able to attend at one time reduced to uh, 50% of what would have been previously normal times admission so the organizers have said because they had to coordinate all this months ago hoping for the best they've done it just at the right time haven't they with the new mask arrangements and um it's um they they want to keep a controlled flow though regardless of uh, of the restrictions being being lifted or not they had announced um several weeks ago to ensure a safe environment and for everybody to feel relaxed about it probably as much Hong Kong people to feel relaxed about it as in other parts of the world where they've not been wearing masks for a very long time. So there will be health and safety measures that have been going on during those smaller scale Art Basel Hong Kong art fairs in the last um, couple of years when they have been able to hold one, which means regular disinfecting. There'll be lots of um, uh, hand sterilization um, tables around for people to um, to just um, to be able to feel that everything is nice and sanitary. And also, there will be a need to pre-book in advance. There will be no tickets uh, that can be purchased on the door, as there used to be before COVID. Um, you have to book online. And there are um, times, there are hours that you can that you have to kind of state the hours that you're going to uh, turn up between such and such a time and another one. So... Anyhow, that's all good news. There are some small restrictions then, but some of the highlights to look forward to for those who enjoy going to see uh, the, the, the massive art fair. And you know what? There are a lot of people that always attend this who, like yourself, Noreen, are not massive fine art fans. They go there because they it, it's actually a very, very colourful, interesting environment to walk through, uh, especially should they be also like yourself um, in charge of um, a kid or three? So it's, um, <laughs> you know, the, the, I remember going there with the one Dembina junior in the younger days when I could, when as a, as a parent of a younger child, I could persuade him to go along to places. And I used to, I mean, kids love bright art. It's, it's just something which I don't know. How do your, how do your young ones, um, uh, feel around art when you when they occasionally see some interesting uh, uh, bright images in, in a gallery or on a wall situation. They love art. They they love it. Whenever we go, they're mm. always so drawn to it. They love creating art. They love drawing. They draw every day. I'm just always trying to collect paper there you go. so that they can just constantly draw. Yeah. And they like making cards. It's actually really it's such an innate thing that children. Well, a, a mm. lot of children that I know. I mean, even my yeah. friends children love drawing have you noticed that yeah, as well definitely it's i think what's beautiful about it is a little bit like the way that children speak a lot of the time for for a lot of children that their visual ideas 
go straight from brain to pencil or crayon onto the paper. There's not a lot of editing done between the time that, that something enters the mind and the, you know, and the hand starts moving with whatever they're using, paintbrush or crayon or whatever. But it's, and, it's, um, and, and, that, and that's really nice. You know, a really nice thing to do that, uh, that a lot of schools do and some parents do is to, um, is to take along um, some coloured pencils or, or crayon, something not not a permanent marker that could you know be dropped and mark a floor or or, or harm some of the priceless artworks, but but to um, but to actually um, allow them to um, to do a bit of drawing while they're in there. And um, you know around the world this is something which is encouraged, and including Hong Kong, you often see um, you often see children sitting down and drawing now one thing though because of um i mean covid's all but gone really everyone has been vaccinated and safe from it but um but i think the hygienic um situation people will feel probably not so relaxed still at, at the moment sitting down on the ground because there are a lot of you know there's a lot of footwear going through and those floors aren't cleaned all the time but if you, when, when i grew up in the uk and my mum took me around art galleries in london there were always kids just sitting on the wooden floors of the, some of the biggest art galleries in london um just sitting down with a sketchbook on their lap and some colored pencils on the floor in front of them and just drawing it was just something uh, which i've seen lots of times pre-covid in hong kong as well so hope can uh, be strong that we will return to that when everyone gets used to the fact that we're living normally again so that'll be great i want to mention some of the highlights that are always on art basil they have a few different sections um one of them is called encounters it's been going on for the last few of the um, art puzzles, I'd say about four or five of them probably that have been held have had this encounter section, and it's a really great lineup of some of the world's best large-scale installation makers. Um, and installation is the type of art where you walk into an environment. They could be neon lights, they could be they could be tapestries, it could be anything that you actually kind of walk into. You don't touch them, but you're surrounded so that you have almost a panoramic view or at least a 180 view of some large format art or something that you can walk around. Not, but it's not to be confused with a sculpture um, because it's not just simply that it's something that you walk around um, uh, and it's on a, you know, it's on a stand. It really is something that normally has more than uh, just the walking around. Normally you're almost going through a path so you can see things out of the corner of your eyes that connects to a theme and you automatically block out the other parts of the art gallery that are around you. So there's going to be a lot of this going on, and it's going to be curated by the executive director of uh, a Sydney very contemporary gallery called Art Space, um, and uh, the, by the name of Alexi Glass Cantor. And um, that, that curator also is the curator for the Australian Pavilion, at the 59th Venice Biennale, which is a, which is a Biennale meaning every two years exhibition. So this is a really top-notch um, international curator that's come in to, to find some of the best current contemporary installations that they can that they can get. They're not the artworks are not all from Australia, far from it. They're a top international selection, including a couple of uh, homegrown Hong Kong installation artists who have been picked out by uh, by glass cantor the australian curator so another thing that goes on regularly is something called cabinet spelt with the letter k at the beginning so it's not like a cabinet in your kitchen or something like that it's a it's another large open area um <laughs> and it's a, a it's a large open area that always shows um 
a lot of solo exhibitions from one artist, uh, one artist each. So there are going to be 15 galleries from across the world that are going to be having solo exhibitions, small solo exhibitions by, uh, by 15 different artists from around the world. Um, one really interesting one is uh, the retrospective, retrospective, which means a look back on the career of a uh, Pakistan-born, London-based, quite famous fine artist called Rashid um, Aryan. That spans the artist's very, very early professional works that were highly ranked, um, which were portrait drawings. And then they go on to what he's done in his later life. He's still alive. He's um, in his 80s now. Um, and he's now moved on to minimalist sculptures, for which he's widely known at the moment. Um, so that's going to be – I can't wait to see those. Um, there will also be uh, at Art Basel – uh, Hong Kong, not for the first time, a new moving image work, LED work, by Swiss artist called um, uh, called Pipilotti Riest. That's a bit of a tongue twister. Pipilotti Riest is a Swiss uh, multimedia artist who's best known for video and installation arts, but usually with electronic components. And that is going to be on the facade, the front of the M Plus um, Art Museum which can be viewed across the harbour from parts of Kowloon, but but mostly from the waterfront of Hong Kong Island. They've done that before. When Art Basel's been on, it's something they've done recently, is to get um, someone who can work in LED lighting, uh, a world-renowned artist, to do something right across on the M-plus screen. So they're working together, Art Basel, with M-plus on this, plus the main Art Basel sponsor, which is UBS. They are... Uh, you know, a big a big bank that, that that really is pumping a lot into Art Basel around the world. We're so lucky in Hong Kong to have our Art Basel Hong Kong because I've, I've mentioned this before, but there are only two others in the world. There's Basel in Switzerland itself, after which it's named, and that was the first one. And there's Miami, and then there's Hong Kong. There's not one in Paris. There's a temporary. They're thinking of making one in Paris. There's not one in London or New York. These other centers centers for contemporary art. So. I would suggest that this is something pretty amazing to go to. Um, That's right, and it's, it's just uh, only Hong Kong and Miami. There's no other place, right? Well, and Basel itself in, oh, in, in Switzerland, which was oh, the original right. one. Yes, but apart from that, but, but, but yes, apart from that, it's just Miami. They're talking about doing one in France, and last year in France, Art Basel, the organisation, did a very kind of smaller scale um, exhibition, small art fair, and they are looking at Paris to do something. They've mentioned a few times that um, Art Basel organisers that they would like to do more, but Hong Kong remains, and Art Basel Hong Kong organisers have said for several years that um, there are no plans to do anything, for example, in Tokyo, which is another art hub in Asia, or Singapore. So we have this um, as, as something that's a pretty major part of the fine art calendar globally um for uh, you know go, going on which is which is quite a big thing um talking of art basel the the original one last thursday the original art fair in basel uh, its organizers 
uh, announced that its lineup for June this year will be 285 galleries from 36 territories and countries. So that's compared to our 177 for this year, which is still a huge amount for our convention and exhibition centre. But um, but it can grow and grow if things go well in forthcoming years, which we can all hope it does. So you can find out more at artbuzzle.com, all one word, artbuzzle.com, and then click on the Hong Kong page of that because, um, you know, as, as we both mentioned, there's there's Miami and, and Basel also on that main portal, artbuzzle.com. And at almost exactly the same time, on to our second point to talk about, is that um, Art Central is happening also in Hong Kong. It's the eighth edition, and the difference is that Art Central is a showcase for more Asian talent. There are some international galleries and artists exhibited but it's more about rising artists from asia more affordable and uh, art, art central will also be bigger um and better um because um even before today's mask announcement um there were already a lot of covid 19 restrictions lifted and there will be over 70 galleries and 300 artists featuring in the always smaller scale than art basel Art Central. Like the five-day Art Basel Hong Kong, Art Central sees a four-day program, which is complete with um, installations, experimental film and video, performance art, all, all sorts of different art mediums. And um, one that I, that I that looked interesting to me of the many, many that I've been through to, to try and pick out something is a Spanish artist who will be exhibiting in Hong Kong for the very first time. And his name is Javier Martin and his new body of work, which is called Conceptual Poetry, will be shown at a gallery which is exhibiting for the very first time a new gallery in Hong Kong called Arta, A R T A Gallery, um, which uh, yeah debuts at Booth B11, and it's mostly photographic work. And Noreen, I've sent you a photo of a blurred image. Um, which is um, which looks like it's a photograph, but also has mixed media. There's it, it, it shows that uh, it looks as if we're looking through a fenced mirror. That's one right. of the pictures. Yeah. Yes, um, I've um, posted it on the Facebook page so people can have a look uh, and check out some of the f pictures that you, you sent me. And as I'm afraid we're yeah. out of time <laughs> today, uh, but, sure, uh, but sure. I look forward to more uh, chats with you, maybe even more artsing around uh, in the month of March since it's Definitely, definitely. Excellent. Definitely. Thank you, Nori. Thank you so much. Bye for now.